Hey, we're back with the Sunfire Tavern episode 17. Uh, I'm Clark, and I'm here with my co-host Ollie. Hi, Ollie. Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, how you been? How's your week been? Yeah, to, to be honest, not really much has been happening this week for me, but um, got a few dumb, been playing a few dumb games, a few dumb, dumb things here and there. Um, I'm actually in the process of moving jobs, so next week I'm going to be starting a new job. So, um, Ooh, yeah. Cool. It's uh it's been a hectic week. Uh last week was 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 a bit hectic and just wrapping some stuff up this week. So, it was yeah. all the crying as you say goodbye to everyone one by one, you know, it's awkward. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right. Yeah. 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 Uh, are you allowed to talk about more about where you're going cuz you you were at um King with me and now you you're going somewhere else. Are you okay to talk about it or is, uh, is it loud? Don't know if I can talk about it just quite yet, but um it is a exciting time for me to be okay. moving. Uh, it's still in the games industry. So yeah, but hopefully maybe I can talk about it more in uh, future weeks and stuff. But yeah, sounds, how sounds was, very exciting. Yeah, how was your week, man? Uh, it's been quiet. So uh, obviously because we're still in hard lockdown in London, uh, we're currently at we are we in tier four or is it like tier oh, five? Or, who knows know anymore, man? I mean, I think I think technically we're still in tier five. I think which is like lockdown. Plus or something, you know. So it's still, we're still lockdown we're, ex. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The special move. Yeah. The championship edition. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I haven't actually had a face-to-face conversation with someone off off Zoom or off video chats in nearly three weeks now. Wow. Um, which is getting a little bit much for me. Like, um, I mean, I'm a big boy. I can be on my own. It's perfectly fine. It's just the isolation level of like moving into a new place and expecting to kind of have like housewarmings and all that kind of stuff and then just having nothing yeah um it's it's a bit much so i mean i'm super thankful that i've got my friends that are you know we're jumping online pretty much every night and playing video games um we're doing like little movie sessions and stuff but you can even tell like even they are like this is a bit much now like yeah. this needs to end <laughs> yeah and it looks like it's probably going to be getting worse as well like, i don't think the lockdown's going to get eased in february mm. i think it's going to get um increased in fact yeah because the numbers are going up but i mean we don't know do we so yeah, in the UK, it's probably probably gonna be locked inside for for a bit longer. But you know, um, and yeah, like likewise, my my uh, Discord group was kind of going like, you know, it's getting, it's getting a bit long now. You know, we've been it's also weird to think that we've been kind of like locked inside. Like, you know, it's been locked down, or we've been in the situation for like nearly a year now. Like, uh, it's been quite a long time. But um, you know, trying to look at the well, clock. I mean, it's March, isn't it? When uh, it started March twenty fourth, was that right? Yeah, March pretty 24th? much. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, I was literally just coming out. Obviously, because I went through my thing last year, mm. I was just coming out of like my coma and then coming back into reality and being like, "Oh well, it can't get any worse than this." Yep, apparently uh, not. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, so it's been a week. Um, yeah. I've, you know, I've been kind of filling the time with a bit of DIY here and there. Like I've le- I'm learning how to paint. Oh, not anything useful. I'm learning how to paint a bathroom ceiling. So <laughs> nothing beautiful, just white emulsion. Um, so that's fine. Um, I've got a few bits of like furniture left to build. Um, and you know, I've been playing some games, so I've been, uh, I've got to the second palace in Persona 5 Royal. Ooh. Uh, nice. we just started playing Star Wars this week as well, so Battlefront 2, which I played when it came out, uh, and it just became free on Epic, and I think it's still free now on Epic. Um, so me and a couple of friends have been playing that and playing the Heroes mode, which is really fun, but it's, you can tell that they haven't really paid attention to it much since it came out. Mm, yeah. Um, and then a bit of Overwatch, like, so, uh, me and a couple of friends are working on trying to get back into gold and platinum tier because we we all drop down to silver, mm. uh, which is horrible, by the way. Like silver level is where like it's like the under sewers of, of Overwatch, where all the worst people are. It's the worst place. Oh and boy! So yeah, we're we're climbing back up and doing that. And then otherwise, like I mean, I'm, I guess Fortnite a little bit, but that's getting a bit boring because you know it's the same thing over and over again. I'm, I'm interested to hear like so, how's Overwatch nowadays? Like you know, they've added the. I know there's not. They've not added. I mean, it's been in there for a while. The tier, the role queue, right, where you queue for yep. support. Yeah. Um, does it still have the problem where like it takes like 15 minutes to queue for DPS? Or yes. So they they sort of tried to fix it recently by adding these role tickets. Okay. Um. So if you queue as one of the wanted roles, so if you queue as like tank or healer. You, you'll you'll get tickets if that's the most wanted role at the time. You get a couple of tickets, and you can spend those tickets on like skipping the DPS queue. Right. The problem okay. is, is so many people have these tickets because they made them so easy to obtain that it's not done anything to the queue. Like I, I, I mean, I tried to queue as DPS yesterday, and the queue was still ten minutes long. That's such a with the tickets. 
Yeah. That's such a strange system. Uh, uh, but it's, it's good to see that they're testing stuff, because it, it's clear they're testing for Overwatch 2 now. Yeah. Like, they're, yeah. they're trying to get the, the setup right for Overwatch 2, but... The, I mean, the game is as solid now as it was when it launched, what, four or five years ago? Mm. Was it four or five years ago? Oh, it's, it's quite... Yeah, I think it was at least four years. At least, yeah. Okay, well, it's been a long time. I mean, I, I worked on the launch for that title. That, uh, see, Overwatch is my baby. Oh, like, fair enough, yeah. You know, I launched that title. I did the, the campaigns for it. I did all the email content. And I just feel like Overwatch is like my thing. Um, and to watch it still be successful now is really cool. So I'm like, oh, my little baby. Aww. He's grown up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's st- still as good now as it was four years ago. Uh, they've added new heroes. So you've got Echo... Who is this irritating? Um, like she clones the other the other heroes. Oh, and she takes their alts as well. So her alt is she'll turn into a hero on the other team and build their alt super quick. So like, uh, I don't know. Do you know Ash? Did you play as Ash? No, yeah, yeah, Ash? yeah. I, I saw. I saw, I haven't played as her, but I saw the release of her. Yeah. So she can clone Ash and then summon a Bob. What? Which is yes, yeah, ridiculous. So I mean, she's a powerful hero, but she's also like high skill cap. So she's a bit like Genji to play. Oh. Okay. Where... Where bad players are terrible, but good players are infuriating. Right. Okay. So, so yeah. So the high skill, high skill ceiling. Skill ceiling. Skill ceiling. <laughs> uh, yeah. So she's got a high skill ceiling, but she's she's fun. Mm. Um, but yeah. So otherwise, they they keep testing like new game modes and stuff. But it's like little subtle tests of game modes. So they've got this arcade uh, setup where it's it's mainly like deathmatch kind of stuff. Mm. But then they add little twists and variants to the rules and stuff. And they've also got this like custom build mode where you can effectively take the game almost down to a coding level and rebuild it oh cool so, yeah it's it's crazy like some people are creating like rpgs in it and stuff like not advanced ones but very basic ones hmm. um and it, it's kind of reminiscent of like early days starcraft modding oh that's very cool feels. so that yeah it is very very cool um but to see that game as successful now as it was when it first launched is is incredible because obviously it's it's not a subscription based game there's no season pass or battle pass or anything like that so it's it's literally surviving on just box models yeah and, and i guess people buy loot boxes as well because you can still buy loot boxes in that game Mm-mm-mm. um but yeah it's still good um otherwise what else have i been playing well you tell me what you've been playing this week and i'll have a think okay so uh i have been playing a puzzle game called a monster's expedition which I don't know if I talked okay. about last week, but um, I think you mentioned it briefly. Okay, yeah. So that game is great. Still going through that. It's very similar to Steven Sausage Roll, but way more polished. Um, it's like a log pushing game, uh, where you. It sounds weird. Yeah, you talk about like you know, um, you just knock over trees and then push lo- like logs around to make bridges between islands. Uh, it's very chill. It's very good. Um, I feel like I'm coming up to nearly the end of that game, but uh, it's it's fulfilling my puzzle game niche for a while been great um in terms of games we've been playing like socially with friends uh we've started playing um uno weirdly enough uno so good yeah it's just been a really nice chill game to play is this, I guess. this is the ubisoft one with like the really like relaxing music and it's like 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 lounge jazz kind of playing no so so okay so so i feel like that's what we should be playing Basically, we've been playing this like free browser-based version of Uno. Okay. It's actually called Four Colors, but um, yeah, <laughs> it, it it's it's just been weird, like playing like these like old like these like card games. It's very chill, like uh, uh, you know, it'll be 11 p.m. and we'll kind of all just be playing Uno and just like having a chat and just like being very chill and relaxed and just, you know, it's more like you're it's, it's less that Uno is there to keep us like uh, engaged while we're just like enjoying the company of each other. So you know, I think that's well, yeah, really that's... nice. It's it's been really chill. Um, I guess that's the crux of gaming uh, in 2020, isn't it? Is finding the the right chat room. Yeah. Which to me, I'm I'm referring to chat room as a game here. Yeah. It's finding the right chat room to keep you engaged, so to keep you occupied while you chat. Yeah, exactly right. No. Like yeah, but you should try out the actual official. You know, it's, like, it's super cheap. It's like a fiver on most platforms, mm-hmm. and it is it's. It's very polished. Yes. I mean, it's, it's Uno. That's all it is. It's just Uno. I think also what we're looking for is that, like, I don't know if there's a version of Uno that can support more than four players. Like, we found an online version of Uno that could support up to ten players, but it was clearly made by just a developer with no art or design support. And it basically, okay. I think what somewhat the best quote I heard was someone said, like, this just reminds me of playing, like, old school Neopets. Like it's just like like the like really awful browser based like like you know kind of thing. But yeah, I, if the Ubisoft version sorry Ubisoft version supports 
Are you okay? Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm just very tired. <laughs> if the if the if the universe if, if the Ubisoft version supports more than four players, that would be um it doesn't unfortunately. It's oh, just four players. Okay, okay, okay. I'll have to keep on the. Look. I'm now. I'm just loading up my um uh, my Ubisoft browser mm. to see if Uno is actually on. It is on the PC. Yes. Uh, let me see how much it costs. It's taking ages for some reason. The the Ubisoft uh, launcher. Well, this is, so this is something that's been irritating me recently. Is the amount of launchers that we now have. Oh, yeah. Because I remember many, many, many years ago, this is going back like um, probably mid-2010, 2009-ish, when games started to kind of like bloom out and suddenly we had like all these different platforms and stuff. And like you had Steam or everything else, and that's all you had. So Steam had all your game collection. And I remember like everyone was like, oh, this game would be great if it was in Steam because... Then you wouldn't have to keep updating it and whatever. And it, it was during the rise of when, like, suddenly everything needed updates every week. Mm. And and suddenly we had everything in Steam, and, and and it was this like golden age. It was perfect because nothing was worried about. Like there was there was nothing to worry about. Sorry, like your games just updated because Steam was open. Yeah. And then like I think Blizzard bought out their BattleNet platform. Uh, then uh, EA bought out Origin, and Ubisoft bought out UPlay. Um, and suddenly there was like four launchers and it's just like oh christ um so i remember a load of us got this piece of software called raptor which again brought them all back together and made it so that you didn't have to open them all individually i've never had that shut down because it got shut down super quick because i think it was like infringing the reason they have their launches is to get their marketing content in people's faces constantly right so so you can read what's going on on people's computers and you can also push like you know advertising for your other games which is fair like why would you share your marketing spot with another game's uh like uh, another game's company mm. is the word I'm looking for. Uh, when you can take over that space yourself, that makes sense. But it's so irritating because now, like, when I turn my computer on, there's like six launches because I've got the Epic launcher, the Origin launcher, um, Ubisoft Connect, um, Battle.net, obviously, because that's always open on my computer, Steam. Uh, did I say Origin? Yes. If not, Origin. I'm going to say Origin. Um, and then there's the the Amazon Games launcher, which used to be the Twitch launcher, which used to have all the WoW mods and stuff integrated into it. Mm. That's now split out into three more launchers. So it's just like, oh, it's oh, too much. And uh, what I want is for this to kind of, like, the bubble to burst and it go back to just being a consolidation of one launcher. And I think there's probably a space in the market somewhere to kind of bring all these launchers back into one. Yeah, I don't definitely. know how they'll do it. But somehow there must be a way. Yeah, just something to yeah bring it bring everything to one. I mean, like I feel like that's like kind of very common now with everything, even like messaging apps. Like you know, like I have like so many different people, like so many ways to contact people now that I wish it was kind of all in one, all in one place. But yeah, especially with games as well, like Steam, yeah. Epic, Origin. Yeah. Um. So well, I'm I just guess we've just had the WhatsApp uh, kind of. Like everyone's just kind of left WhatsApp because of um, is it called Signal the other app? Uh, yeah, the Signal and Telegram. But I think Signal yeah. is the one that's getting really popular now. So it's because, it's because Facebook changed their um, that the terms of service, isn't it? Yes, the they, 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 they could if they wanted to, they could pull conversations or something. Yeah, um, which obviously people are repulsed by. Like no one wants that. I mean, I'm still using WhatsApp because I just can't be bothered anymore. Like I, I feel. I've been around long enough that my data's out there now, so whatever. Yeah. Um, but I can totally understand. And now I've got like, so I've got WhatsApp, I've got um, Google Messenger, which is the platform a lot of people seem to have jumped to. Um, and then I've not used Signal yet, but I have got people trying to pull me in Signal. And Facebook Messenger I still use as well because mm. I'm old. Yeah. So. Um, and then Slack. Um, and like, there must be like eight of the chats off. Like, it's it's ridiculous. Like, we're in this world where. There's now too much choice, and it's, it's, it's infuriating. Yeah. I mean, I've basically tried to like transition as many of my friends onto Discord now as possible, because I just use Discord for like everything, um, like trying to like message people, like DMing people, and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. It's superb, Discord is. Yeah. It's so, so good. It's easily the best chat for me. Um, in terms yeah. of like the privacy stuff, I'm not sure what Discord's stance on it is, but yeah, like to me, Discord is just easily the best stuff, uh, easily the best thing. And then like the way that you can like set up servers for your friends, and then have like multiple text chats and voice chats and stuff like that. Like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's effectively. It, it, so to me, I, I think Slack kind of burst out of Discord. I think. Yeah. Because they look almost the same. I'm not. In, I don't know if if up the top somewhere they're owned by the same people. Uh, I have no idea. I don't but think so. It, I think they are separate. But yeah. But you know what I mean. They feel very similar. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, and, yeah. 
Slack and Discord are pretty much the same experience. Mm. I, d- um, I mean, I'd argue that... Di- I think Discord's better, but maybe that's because, like, I use Discord for more, like, personal, like, you know, gaming time and stuff like that, and then Slack is more, like, business work stuff, I guess. But, yeah. Yeah, fair. And I guess you have a negative connotation attached to anything you work on. Yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. 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 A- anything I make, it's just, yeah, awful. But, no. <laughs> just kidding. Um, I, think I, I think I interrupted you. Uh, you were going to Say something. I was going to say another game. So I was just looking at my Steam profile, just seeing that recently ga- recent games played. Um, been playing this uh, visual novel. I don't know if I talked about it again last week. I need did. to remember. Did I? Necrovarista? I did, yeah. Okay, yep, yep, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Still playing that. Good. Um, cool. Oh, and also been playing Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, with oh. some friends. Just uh, over Tabletop Simulator, just for like nostalgia and it's, remembering. It's, it's Yu-Gi-Oh! The, it's time to... Yes. Yes, okay, that okay. is Yu-Gi-Oh! Um, and yeah, it's, it. it's been fun. Right. Um, yeah, playing Yu-Gi-Oh! And just basically playing like the old school version of Yu-Gi-Oh! has been like very uh, nostalgic. Like, and so like, we all recognize, we recognize the cards and everything. And yeah, that's and good. you're playing that with friends? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just over Tabletop okay. Sim. So yeah, that's been, that's been oh, kind that's of fun. Cool. And then the usual League of Legends, Tekken. The, you know the 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 daily grind that stops. Oh, okay. I just remembered that I did not talk about it last week, but it was probably the game that I spent the most time playing over the hiatus, and I can't believe I did not talk about it because my friend group has been obsessed with this game for a while. Okay, is it? Wait, before before you tell me what it is, is it a well-known game or is it like an indie kind of back end? It is well known. I think it's. Okay, I think so it's. Give it, me some clues. It, give me some clues. Okay. Uh, it's cr- it's cross-platform. It's a. It's a, you can play it on mobile. You can play it on uh Fortnite. PC. No, you can play it on uh PS4. Genshin Impact. Yes. Genshin ah, Impact. All right. Okay. So, and what you think, you big weeb? All right. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. Okay. So first of all, yes, it's a, it's a very weeb, very anime game. But um, weeb and very anime. <laughs> man, that game has um blown me away with the amount of polish, like how good it can be, and like how much like um yeah just how how stunning it can be it is like to me like the first like triple a like mobile game or like the first like triple a game that's kind of like and that, that's not multi uh, that's not competitive multiplayer like fortnite i know i understand like that's on mobile and stuff as well but but for me like this is like the first sort of like mainly single player focused game that's on like mobile and you know and pc and everything you know it has a little bit of, it does have multiplayer in there but it's primarily single player but it is insane to me at how good Genshin Impact looks on a, on mobile. Um, yeah, it's incredible. It's, it's it looks the same as the PS4 version. Yeah, it's it it runs like you know I've got a, a Galaxy S20 now, and it runs at like 60 FPS, uh, runs like full HD resolution on mobile and plays great as well. Like the touch controls yep. are great, yep. and I got so I've got a OnePlus Nord, yeah, uh, OnePlus Eight Nord, and it runs flawlessly, sixty FPS. The phone does kind of get hot when I'm playing yeah. it, but yeah, runs absolutely flawlessly. That's beautiful. Yeah, it's it's a great game. So so you know like and to me like, um, I don't normally get stuck into like open world RPGs and these kinds of things. Um, or like and also gacha games. I try to like, kind of stay away from gacha. Heavy on the gacha. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. But I have fallen fully into Genshin Impact. Uh, admittedly, I've 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 managed to pull myself away from doing dailies for for the longest time. Like for like four not the longest time. I mean like four months. I was basically playing the game every day. Like doing my dailies every day, logging in, getting everything, and. Yeah. Oh man, not... is it the hard currency you get from the dailies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get you get yeah. you get hard currency from the dailies. But you, yeah. I mean, it's also just like leveling up your characters, XP, like increasing, like increasing your adventure rank so you can progress through the game. Like also, but I think the thing for me with Genshin is just like everything about it seems to be like so good. Like the character design is really good. I love all the characters. Also, like what Twitter and like the internet has done with the characters and like the community memes and stuff like that has been like so good like all the fan art is amazing as well uh the music the ost of that game is phenomenal beautiful. it is phenomenal yeah. beautiful yeah it... so so here all right this is this brings up a really good point for me because i mean the the game made like 390 something million dollars in its first two months yeah and it, ma- it makes from i mean we did some I actually did a deep dive into this recently personally because I'm trying to learn a bit more about the mobile industry as I go and I did a deep dive into Genshin mm. and it makes I think 6 million dollars a day now. Yeah. Which is I mean that's bonkers. Yeah. So so it having these AAA values and AAA kind of 
um, like the music and the, the setup and whatever, is understandable considering it's making that much money. Like this, this game could now sustain itself forever. Yeah. And never make any more money and still be sustainable for at least like 20 years or whatever. Yeah. It... But, so, here's my theory. Okay. Is I very, very strongly believe that this entire game has been built purely on a marketing standpoint. Okay. So, like, the music, the algorithms and stuff that have been put together to build... Cause I, I think there is a composer, but I don't think it's entirely composed by a single person. I think it's been composed by algorithms because the music is made up of these little, like, key beats and key moments that I recognize from things like Zelda and things mm. from, like, the the newer Pokemon games, like the richer music and stuff. And there's e there's even one track in Genshin Impact which actually, which actually has the Zelda's lullaby playing in reverse in the background. Wait, really? Yep. Oh, um, and it feels to me like someone has just sat down with like a marketing team and just taken every algorithm known to mankind to build the perfect music and the perfect setting. And, and like, it all to me just feels like it's just enough to get you to spend. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I, I think it's fantastic. It's a really cool experiment. But it, it just, it's such a black shadow on the gaming industry because it's telling everyone that this is okay to do, which is build a free-to-play game that you get stuck into this gacha for and you end up spending thousands on. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm sort of in that loop myself now with Fortnite. So Fortnite I've spent a tenner on. So Actually, no, I spent 15 because I bought someone a gift in it. So I spent £15 on Fortnite so far. And that was £10 for the, the Battle Pass, which gives me three months of Battle Pass access and all the skins and all that kind of stuff. And, and I just wanted to try it. Yeah. But the main reason I bought the Battle Pass was because it was half price at four ninety nine, and it came with two months of Disney Plus, and I was about to subscribe to Disney Plus oh, anyway. Oh, wow. Okay. So yeah. there we go. Combined all that together, got a great thing. And, and I'll move on to Disney Plus in a minute as well, because I'm doing something with that. Um, so I've spent a bit of money on Fortnite, but I already feel like I've spent enough. But I totally understand that people playing like things like Genshin would spend monthly or maybe even weekly or possibly even daily on this game. And that, to me, is where it gets out of hand because you lose control of your, your gaming spend. Yeah. And, you know, obviously, I think maybe not so much yourself, but I definitely come from an era where games were single purchases. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's not to say that I'm, I'm saying like, I'm an old man and games were better back then because most games were shite back then. Um, but they were built as, like, one box. You buy the box and that's it. You're done. You, you sometimes you can buy an expansion and you get it on disc or whatever you get it on a like a download but mainly you buy the game and that's it and now this genshin impact to me is like a new world of danger in gaming yeah i, I don't deny it's brilliant like, like you said you really enjoyed it um but the reviews i hear from people is that after you get through the starting setup which is the bit where it's supposed to be fun and it's supposed to draw you in apparently the grind goes through the stratosphere <laughs> yeah so so this is so i um God, I don't know how many hours I am into the game. Maybe like 200, 300 hours in. in. Um, for, for pe for, so for people who've played the game, um, let's. I am adventure rank 47 or something oh, now. Which is, God, I think I was like 12 when I stopped playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so I'm quite deep. I mean, I have friends who still play daily and they're like adventure rank. like Some of them are like 60, which is the max cap. Um, or like they're close to it. Um, but yeah, so... So the game definitely does get a lot grindier later on, which is why I've kind of fallen off of it. Like, you know, like going and doing like, uh, logging in on certain days to get the, uh, like weapon, uh, upgrade materials and stuff like that. Cause you know, it's only on Wednesdays that you can go to this dungeon and, un and beat the dungeon to get these yeah. weapon materials for the usual hooks to get you in. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, like the main, um, and yes, it does definitely get grindy and yes, the, I mean, I mean, the gacha is the thing that is the most worrying thing to me. Because for me, I've played free-to-play, I've not spent any money on the game yet, uh, and I'm quite happy with where I am in terms of, like, my characters and, you know, things like that, and, like, pulling for new characters. And to be fair, if you do play the game daily, like, from a free-to-play standpoint, I do think they give you enough primo gems that you can... Primo gems is the hard currency. Uh, that you can kind of do a decent amount of pulls, especially if you do a lot of the live up events that they do so this is one of the best things i think about genshin is that it, like every single like most of the extra like live up events or updates they've done have been like such high quality to me that like uh like in terms of like the story that they do like the the things like the, yeah like um the characters the cutscenes, um some of the fights and some of the ways they change up the gameplay has been really interesting i still think they could do way more um like 
one of like uh Ollie who was on the podcast before I he's one of the people who I play Genshin with um is wishing for like more like raid style mechanics because the game could definitely support that that kind of content like this deeper harder more difficult like dungeon con uh like content uh sadly that probably doesn't monetize as well as selling another waifu uh you know another catcher waifu but yeah, yeah. super popular I, mean, I, I played it a little bit and the first character i unlocked was like this maid with a big heavy club yeah noel yeah yeah yeah. Oh, you say that could have been i don't yep. know some some waifu <laughs> and and, and I, I told some people that i was because i've got a discord server with an lgbt group that i'm in mm. and and we were all talking about because i was i was actually doing the deep dive on it the day it went into early access yeah. or like um, so I was like, oh, you know, this happened, this happened. And one of the guys I was playing with was like, oh, how did you do that? I was so lucky. And I'm like, well, it's just the gacha pull that I got. Like, yeah. I didn't understand that it was a super hard to get character or whatever. Yeah. It might have been no like I'm not sure. Um, but to me, like, that it doesn't sell it to me because the whole waifu aspect is not big for me. Yeah, yeah. Obviously fair. not. <laughs> it, or husbando or whatever you want to call yeah. it. Cause yeah. did, did... So th there was another game that um, you might know what I'm going to bring up here, but there was... A... So it seems like they're, they're sort of developing um, like a, a spending platform for every type of group. So like gay people, straight people, blah, 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 blah. Mm. whatever you can name, there's a group. And there's one, um, and I can't remember, I think it's called... Oh god, I can't remember the name of it now. And it's it's literally it's a it's a it's a gacha, but with all hot like men in it. But it's like they're like sorcerers and 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 warriors and whatever. But they've all got the shirts off and they're all super hunky. I've not and heard of this, but it, it's yeah. ridiculous. It's mental. Let, let me let me look it up. But you carry on about uh, again. Yeah, I'd, I mean, I'd, I'd I'd love to hear that because I'd be interested to see what what like see that kind of thing because obviously you know it's very popular <laughs> for people to sell like you know the scantily clad women. Kind of stuff. It's called. It's called Gai. Gai. So for everyone listening, be very careful googling it because I would say some of the content is somewhat not safe for it. It's not really bad, but it's a, you know it's a lot of shirtless men and bulges. There's a lot of that going on. It's called Gai, and I downloaded it as because uh, someone at work mentioned it, and they were like, "Oh, we could review it." So I got him to review it, and he was like, "This is actually really good. Like the gacha mechanics are really good. Mm. The gameplay is fun." It's a shame that every five minutes you're just reminded that the hot person that you're about to unlock might date you. And he's like, that's the only bit that turns you off, but otherwise it's a really good game. So again, it seems they've taken this like generic structure of a game and just slapped an attractive look on it. Mm. And and that's what Gai is. Like it's it's so weird. Huh. But it, it it I got to Gai from playing uh, Genshin. Genshin yeah. Because suddenly, after I obviously because your advertising experience changes when you uh, buy new games and buy new content. When I when I started playing Genshin, it was like you might like this game. So it obviously picked up that I was gay, a gamer, and into mobile games and into gacha. Yeah. So I'd obviously fallen into that group, oh, <laughs> and it was really funny just to see like suddenly all of my targeting was like these hot like shirtless men in swimming trunks and whatever. Um, and I was like, what is going on? I can't even open my my browser anymore. Wow. It's all just gross. Oh man. They definitely did not get the targeting right on that one. Yeah. Like, um, but it was it was just funny. That was all. Mm. Um, but yeah, so yeah. So for everyone listening, try out Gai. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm definitely gonna have a look. I'm really in, I'm like intrigued. I want to see. Well, that um, was it. So a guy called Arto, um, at, at King, in fact, was the one who was like, I guess I'll review it if you want me to. And he reviewed it and did a really good, like, solid review. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and he's straight, like, but but he was like, yeah, this is you know, it's fine. This is good. Yeah, exactly right. I think that's cool. Like you know, diversity and uh, appealing to different audiences and stuff like that. I think that's cool. Um, I, that's why I'm interested to see, like, and also from a game design perspective as well, see, like, what kind of uh, gacha mechanics it is pulling and stuff like that. Um, yeah. But yeah, get with Genshin, yeah, I... I like, the, the thing with the five... Like, the thing is, is, like, I think with the characters they give you, why it's not so bad. Like, the characters they give you and also the... Even if you just have a team of four-star characters, like, because it's a single-player game and you're not really playing PvP multiplayer, you don't really need... Like, the, the only reason you'd ever... Like, it, you don't need the characters from a gameplay perspective. Like, you can probably you get don't, You by... don't need to min-max. Yeah, yeah, you don't need to yeah. min-max. As much as... And I think, to be honest, there are people who do try to play these gacha games to try and min-max, and I think it's a lost... It's a sunk cost fallacy i forgot what the word for it is but basically it's you know it's like a futile effort like because they're always going to add new content always going to add new like the new meta or the new five star right so so i think the best way to do it is like if you want the character because you like the character or like the play style then that's when you would try and go for a pull so for example you know yeah 
personal example, I am looking for a character called Kaching uh, because I think her playstyle is really cool because she like basically throws an orb of electricity and then she can like blink towards the orb and you can juggle enemies while attacking them and it looks really cool. Um, so you know I've been basically waiting to try and pull the character and they're currently doing they're going to do a character balance soon where you can get that character as in like there's a increased chance of pulling the character. So obviously yeah I know what that is. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. I, I mean to, to be clear like I'm quite versed in the world of Gacha. Okay, 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 cool. Because I've done quite a lot of, like... I mean, I've played it quite a bit. So, when I first joined King, I joined as someone that hadn't really played mobile games before. I'd come from AAA to mobile, and I was trying to, like, get a quick dive mm. into... Because what we were doing... Well, I'd been hired into an experimental department where we were experimenting with the, kind of, the mid-core mm -hmm. um, side of things. And, and to do that, I had to, like, investigate with these other mid-core titles. And the one that I landed on was Final Fantasy... Um, not all the bravest, because that was terrible. Um, it was the Final Fantasy, I think, Decidio it was called, the gacha game. Oh, okay. And I was researching it, and then I found I got very quickly pulled into that. Yeah. Like, And I was playing it daily, doing the pulls, doing all the daily quests, and doing all that kind of stuff. And, yeah, I started to get to the point where I was like, okay, I want these specific characters now. And I could definitely feel that pull yeah. towards uh, spend, like... But so so then I was like contacting my friend at Square Enix and I was like, could you get me some like diamonds in the mobile game? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, you can have billions. And he sent me billions and I was like, this has just killed it. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, this is it. That was fun. Well, I mean, if, you know, if anyone at MiHoYo wants to uh, send me some Primo gems, <laughs> you know, I'll happily accept. Uh, but yeah, uh, I uh, I think I thought it's worth. I'm still interested in the story of the game and like I'm still playing it. I'm waiting for the 1.3 update, which drops like next week or something um but yeah uh where they add like more characters and more story and oh man i'm just waiting for because the game world is split into like seven continents and currently there's only two uh yeah because the, they've just added the ice continent haven't they so so that wasn't that, so that was just a region which was also incredible which is also insane because it was just like a very small region of the map like one place on the map but it was so dense and so like full of content that was all unique it was like crazy like adding like a whole new cold mechanic adding like and, you know, and it looks beautiful as well I, that's another thing about genshin is that like there's so many times when i'm just playing the game and it's very rare for me to use the camera feature in games but you know i'll just be standing on like a, a landscape and just looking out and I'll be like this game just looks insane you know like like visually and i'll bring out the camera tool and i'll take stupid pictures which is very rare for me but it's very cool i'm i'm enjoying it um but yeah i'm waiting for the next region the next content to come out which is called um inazuma and obviously because i'm a weeb it's styled on like it's supposed to be like a japanese styled area uh with like blue cherry blossoms and all this other stuff so uh, i'm very much looking forward to that but yes genshin uh, uh i would recommend I, and it's also free to play i'd recommend trying it out try not to get pulled into the catcher stuff too much uh but i think for newer players they try and help you out with, with primos and stuff like that but yeah i definitely recommend it to anyone who's listening yeah and i would i would honestly say the opening experience to it so the first like five hours are great yeah like they're really good there's no heavy monetization pushed in your face but there is a moment and it's when like the, the world turns mm. uh where suddenly it becomes about money and you're like okay now it's it's i'm not into this anymore yeah and that, that was about five hours in for me mm. and that's where i just immediately turned off and i was like nope no thank you yeah that's um but yeah, it's 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 great, and it's it's actually interesting to see where mobile gaming is going to go in the next few years because, yeah. like, I, I don't really think there's there's currently like a, a killer app out there. If if you step away from things like Candy Crush, which is obviously massive, and like, um, what are the other big mobile games like Playrix have got Home big State, games, Homescapes, yeah, Homescapes, yeah, those. Things. If you step away from all those, which are all like, you know, in a similar vein, very hyper like casual and hyper casual stuff, I'd be interested to see when the next big like Call of Duty attempt happens on mobile because Genshin Impact was the one that I guess Diablo would be the next one wouldn't it Diablo Immortal mm, yeah would be the next big one is there anything that I'm missing like, I, was, I, can't think of I think most people would like to completely forget about that <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean I was sitting at my desk the day when that guy said do you not have phones and we, we were sitting like obviously at work mm -hmm. when it was happening um, and just just going Get him off the stage. Get him off the stage. Like this is going to become a meme. Get him off the oh, stage. And they're no. like, no, no, it's fine. And we're like, you don't know what you're doing. Oh, <laughs> and then no. obviously, yeah, it turned into a whole thing. And I actually met him. Um, when was I at BlizzCon? Two years ago. Two years. Nothing happened last year. Like because nothing happened last year, I've completely lost all sense of time. Yeah, 2020 doesn't um, exist. So yeah. yeah, so it was 2019 when I was at BlizzCon, and we were. We were if you've ever been to the Anaheim, have you ever been to Anaheim Convention Center? I've never been to the US. But, yeah. oh, God, you are missing a treat. Like yeah. absolutely, try and get out there at some point once the world restarts. Yeah, um, and flights don't cost a billion dollars. Because I also was looking at flights the other day. My God, oh, <laughs> like my God. 
it is going to be expensive to travel when things come back online. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so we went to the Anaheim Convention Center, and what it is, it's these three massive convention halls that are like football pitches in size, maybe even bigger. Like, each one is each one is easily a football pitch or bigger. Um, and then around it, there's like a balcony on the inside with like a big glass window on it. And I was just kind of wandering around, cause, because we were allowed to go backstage and skip all the queues, I'd kind of seen all the content in the first day. Yeah. So by the, the end of the first evening, I was just kind of wandering around and like, bumping into old colleagues and friends and stuff and saying, hey, how's it going? And like actually just going backstage and enjoying myself. And I walked past this area of sofas and that dude, the Diablo dude, was sitting on the sofa just looking like <laughs> a little bit a little bit tired. And I walked up to him and said, hey, like, you're the Diablo dude. And he was like, yeah, yeah. I said, um, don't worry, like, like I, I, you know, I work for ABK. I'm not here to, to, to rip you about it. But uh, I just got to say, man, like, good job on kind of weathering the storm on that one because... I can imagine becoming the face of uh, of like a, a laughing stock at the time is probably not the best thing. And he was actually super cool about mm. it. That's good. And the thing it. is, this this guy is like hyper passionate about what he's doing. Um, he's really talented, obviously. He's a lovely dude. And you just sort of hear this like, this is what we wanted it to be, and it just got destroyed because a couple of players decided to kind of leap on that that negativity. Yeah. Um, and it was it was sad to kind of hear his story, but at the same time, I was like. Dude, you shouldn't have said that on the set. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You shouldn't know not to say that. Unfortunate, unfortunate. <laughs> but yeah, I did. I kind of wanted to hug him, so I just sat and chatted with him for half an hour, and I think he was just happy to kind of talk to someone that wasn't like a mega fan and like ripping him. Yeah, for it. yeah. You know, we were just talking shop effectively. Yeah, of course, right. Uh, but yeah, so that was cool. Um, but if you get to go to Anaheim uh, Convention Center, like even for BlizzCon, or uh, I mean, because BlizzCon this year is virtual, so that's going to be. Uh, it's all free as well, mm. um, and it's kicking off February 9th. I want to say February 19th, but I might be wrong. Uh, so a couple of us are having like a virtual, virtual viewing. Mm. So we're all going to be watching it in sequence, but we're going to be watching it virtually because none of us can get together because of the pandemic. Yeah, of course. So I'm going to be hosting it, and then they're going to be watching my stream of it. Oh. <laughs> Which is weird. Like It's all going to be weird. Is that is that legal? Yeah, it's legal because it's a free stream. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, right. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hundred percent free. Like the 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 there's no BlizzCon tickets this year. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry, it's just sorry. out for free. So it's effectively just going to be like um, I'm assuming a presentation. Yeah, like a live stream. Yeah. And a, yeah, and a few like cosplay competitions and stuff because I know they've still got the cosplay stuff going. Hmm. So that'd be cool. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting to me at least. Yeah, I mean, no, <laughs> and, I mean, that's in, cool, man. And in that time, I've managed to buy and download Uno for uh, PC. Is this it? You're going to get all your friends on? I'm going to try and get them all addicted now, because they're, they're currently playing uh, Star Wars. I can see them online, and they're like, oh, you're going to play? And I'm like, yes, I'll come in a bit. Yeah, do yeah, you have my, pod- yeah. my podcast thing to do? Our podcast, <laughs> not my podcast. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of waiting for... Uh, I'm trying to find like a new game i guess game. like yeah like multi like mu- like multiplayer kind of game because like you know as much as i like you know i love the despair that league of legends brings me you know i just sometimes it's exhausting i need yeah i need i need i need a fun a fun a fun game and like see if see see if thieves is like i'm finding that a lot of fun to play with friends but i think there's just i think i need something like a little bit more than sea of thieves so like like a kind of like in between of like sea of thieves and like League of Legends, and I know those are like almost polar opposites in terms of like intensity, but like, yeah. Oh, I know what you mean. You want something that gives you the feeling that you get in Sea of Thieves, but with the intensity you get in League of Legends. Yeah, exactly right. Like, so I'm. I mean, did you play Final Fantasy fourteen? Uh, I played. Okay, so the MMO. This is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I tried it, and it's like one. I've so to preface, I've not really played any MMOs. I don't know if you. Can, I mean, Genshin is not really an MMO, but I don't really. I've never really played MMOs for fear of like I'm going to lose all of my time. Uh, and for there was, I played Final Fantasy fourteen for one day because my friend wanted to try it, and I was like, sure. And that was my first experience of kind of, as in like with an MMO being like, oh, you know, we'll start playing at like eleven eleven a.m. or something like that, and then it was like, oh, it's three in the morning. I was like, well, yeah, exactly. Like, that <laughs> yeah. game, was, that, and plus that game is intense. Yeah, yeah. Like, like so you got World of Warcraft, which you can pick up and play, and then stop playing after half an hour. Mm. Final Fantasy, you have to commit to it, and you have to commit hard. Yeah, <laughs> like the the rating like, and stuff looks the like this is so. This is my thing with MMOs is that like the rating and everything like that like, is the thing that appeals to me the most. Like, I I love that. Like, yeah, but there's so much work to go yeah, towards the, it. The grind to get there. It was like. I mean, it's it's like a job when you're a raider. Like you have to like set aside time each day to kind of level up and yeah. 
your gear and get your bits and get your gems and your enchantments and all that kind of stuff. And it's just at the point where you're like, I don't think I'm enjoying this anymore. Mm, yeah. Maybe. What about something like The Division, maybe? Yeah, see, like, something like The Division would probably be what I'm looking for if I could find, like, a group of people to play it with. Or, like, you know, or, like, you know, find some time to, like, actually just sit down and play it and chill out. Because, like, yeah. you know, um, I play, I was playing Escape from Tarkov, which is kind of like the, it's it's like The Division Dark Zone, but if it was just that kind of thing. Yeah, my friends are trying to get me to play that now as well, and I don't want oh, to. Oh, what Tarkov? Yeah. It looks horrible. It's like I hate it. It's, uh, yeah. I, th I think it's great. Again, it's just one of these games where it's like, I have to, <sighs> I have too many games where I feel like I need to dedicate too much time to them, to like, play them effectively, yeah. and not just die all the time. Um, but yeah, I guess that's, that's kind of, I guess that's kind of the problem that I'm having. I'm in, I'm in this weird space where it's like, I want to play a multiplayer game, which has like, PvP in it, but then not willing to dedicate enough time to like get better at the pvp so then i just end up like yeah. dying all the time Ugh, it's a weird well that's sort of where we are in star wars now because mm. we've been playing the pvp stuff in it which is i mean it's all pvp yeah uh, we've been playing the heroes mode which is uh you have four heroes versus four villains mm. what is a podcast should i be yawning every week <laughs> um <laughs> it seems to be a thing now i can't help it like i just get yawny um, no, so the we're playing the heroes versus villains mode, which is where you get to play as like Palpatine and uh, Darth Vader and Anakin, all those kind of characters. Uh, for some reason, BB-8's in there as well, and he's oh. ridiculously annoying. He's 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 irritating to play against. Wait, because how... he's so small. What does he even do? He, he... So he's like a support role. So he buffs and makes everyone more powerful, oh. and then he just whips your feet. So he keeps knocking you over, and it was so frustrating to play against him. <laughs> Um, so we're in that stage right now where we're all clearly shit at it and we're trying to get less bad mm. so like we're learning the characters and we're learning the counters and stuff but we're so slow and we're just not getting anywhere yeah yeah which is a bit irritating Maybe. but it's 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 fun to go through that process whereas I'm at the opposite opposite end of the scale with Overwatch like I know that game inside out I live and breathe it I really would love to go back and work on it at some point like I'm hoping to kind of find an opportunity with Overwatch 2 in a year or so mm. Um, because at the moment, so full disclosure, like I was looking at kind of going to California. Yeah. Um, but obviously because of the pandemic, there's no immigration or anything. So I've kind of put that on hold. Plus I love my job. Like I'm happy doing what I'm doing. So, um, and I feel like I'm good at what I'm doing. So I'm in a good space. Yeah. So I'm not in a rush to kind of go elsewhere, but if I could go back to, you know, in the same company again, like still working ABK side. Um, if I could go back to working on my passion, that would be awesome. Yeah, man. Um, so I'm hoping, like, maybe in a year's time, I might I might look to see if I can go and work on Overwatch again because, like, I just loved doing that. It was so fun. Mm -hmm. um, I'd love to do it again. And and like what I was saying was is that I knew I, I know Overwatch inside out, so I know all the counters. I know uh, which hero is a bad pick in which situation. To the point where I sort of find I'm starting every game frustrated because as soon as you see everyone locking their heroes, I'm like, that, that, and that is going to be the reason why we die. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is which sucks, but you 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 play it so much that you just know what doesn't work at what tiers. I mean, granted, you can have any combination at, at high tiers and it would work, mm. but when you're in like silver and gold tier, you need to be like meta, otherwise it's not going to work. It's like I think with these kinds of things, the competitive like silver gold tier. Um, I think it's like uh, execution, right? So, so like if you play like if you have people playing like Genji and you have people playing like these high skill cap champions in like the lower tiers, then um, I mean traditionally, unless someone is smurfing, they're probably not going to be playing the character to like the optimal exactly, yeah. the, level, yeah. right? So yeah, it, sometimes. And but to be honest, I, I guess this is like a bigger argument as well, which is like, kind of like um, you know. There's two. There's two arguments here. One, one, one is that like if you are a main of a character, same thing happens in League of Legends, right? So if you ha if you ha are a one trick, so you play one character and you're really good at that character and you don't know how to play anyone else, then like sure you could argue that even if that character is not meta or doesn't fit into a team comp, for example, I'm sure Overwatch is way more um, volatile in terms of team compositions. But like um, you can argue that the your comfort level with that character is what is going to carry you, essentially. So you're going to play the most effectively as that character. You know, for example, if I play Reinhardt versus who I, I you know, when I used to play Overwatch, um, I have like probably 50 plus hours in that character versus playing like, um, uh, 
Who's another tank? Uh, Zaya, for example, who I don't have that much time in, but I kind of know how the character works. Like, you know, it's I'm going to be more effective at Reinhardt even if he doesn't fit into the team composition. Like, uh, that, that's, 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 that's one argument, I guess. Uh, sorry, I'm just like... Talk I, I find this interesting, like, talking about, like, the competitive stuff of, like, you know, picks and stuff like that. But also, the other thing is that, like, you know... Um, Someone on League of Legends had this conversation recently where someone was kind of like flaming another person for picking a character that wasn't like meta, for example, and they were like, hey man, it's a video game, I'm just going to play the character I want to play, kind of thing. Which yeah, is exactly. The, the, so that that attitude to me is is valid. Mm. Um, if So if you're playing quick play, I don't care at all who you pick or what you do yeah. you can jump into the game and you can sit in the spawn point as Winston having an emote conversation for the entire game I don't care, mm. Mm. enjoy it have fun, have a laugh, whatever but if you're playing competitive, you're, you're literally selecting a mode where you're trying to be your best Yes. And, and work as a team and if you go into that with the same attitude you're, all you're doing is just you're negative to everyone else in that game because 9 times out of 10 you're going to be playing with people that want to go up in the ranking mm. and like, so I've just switched recently to playing as Reinhardt pretty much exclusively Yes. because I've found I can climb super quick playing as Reinhardt because he can carry a team mm. Mm. all you need is two healers to be pumping you full of healing and you just keep swinging your hammer and you, you win yeah. like I'm winning every game and it's not just a win it's like a steamroll yeah yeah like an absolute stomp and and to the point where like my friends list is starting to grow again because people are starting to add me and like hey can you play again like <laughs> you know it, it's cool because yeah. because I, I play reinhardt at a level that's like i'm not one of those people that's like i'm in the wrong tier but i am in the wrong tier okay yeah. <laughs> um so I, what happened was is uh when i when i first started playing overwatch for the first three or four seasons i was up at just below platinum level mm. And I had this one weekend where I thought I'll play solo because like, I just wanted to chill and play a bit of Overwatch. And I played for the, pretty much the whole weekend. And I lost about 1,400 rating oh, in one weekend because oh, I lost God. every single game. Yeah. It was like 24 games or 25 games in a row yeah. that I lost. And that was before Roll Queue. Mm. Because of that, I'm assuming my MMR tanked. Like it went to hell. Yeah. And, and since then, I've been stuck at like the low end of Silver Tier. And it's why, but if anyone from Overwatch is listening, please implement an option to do a paid MMR reset. I would pay for it. I'd be happy for that. Just once a season or something to give me the chance to reset because I have been trapped in this like festering hive of scum and villainy at the bottom of the, the ranking table. <laughs> and it's only since I've found a hero that I can carry the team with that I'm winning. Mm. Like, and, and it's nice now. Like, it's a good feeling. But th that feeling of like going from the tier that you play at to the tier that you know that you don't play. And, and I think everyone knows when they're in the right tier because you sort of match the skill of the people that you're with. Yeah. Like, like you, you tend to, if you go against people that play the same characters as you, you see them doing the same sort of things that you do. Yeah. Like, and that puts you in the right tier, I think. But I know that the, the, the behavior that I'm seeing from the enemy teams in the games that I'm playing, they're idiots. Yeah. Like, solo ulting and... Mm -hmm. Like, the worst one... So, so the, the biggest trigger for me... Is when Azaria uses her ult when she's on her own because she's like panicking and she's about to die. Yeah, no one can follow up, right? Well, because that ult is probably the most impactful ult in the game. Yeah, it grabs everyone together and makes them float a little bit off the floor, so you can shoot under their feet and you you can AOE them. You can use a Genji ult and kill them in one shot. Yeah, like it's super powerful. But when when you use it on your own, it's useless. It doesn't do anything. Cause it doesn't do any damage. Mm -hmm. well, it does a tiny bit of damage. Um, but when you see people doing that, you're like, you're not in my tier. Like you, you're you're definitely a, a, either a new or inexperienced player. Yeah. And But like I look at every player and I, I can see like... So like you, you start to work out... And you, you can probably do this in League of Legends as well because you can do it in Heroes mm -hmm. too. You start to work out when people are going to do certain moves. Yes. Like So you can tell when a Reaper's trying to ult because he's, he's constantly coming through to the back line and trying to get in there. Yeah. So you know he's gonna he's got an ult ready, and the same for Reinhardt. Suddenly they've gone from being like midline to right up in your face. Yeah, and you can guess. Know that they're ready. about. To, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, and and you do get to the point where you start to have like a sixth sense for that kind of mm -hmm. stuff. And I think it's just because I'm not saying I'm at like like esports level or grandmaster level or anything like that because I'm not. I'm shit at the game, but I'm definitely at a level where I'm starting now to approach the tier that I should be playing at again. Yeah, it because the games are starting to get less stompy and more challenging yes and not challenging because there's one player that's carrying it's because the team is playing well yeah both sides right and that's where i like to play well yeah like you're saying so like if you start basically being able to see your opponent's intentions right so like you're reading you're reading the intent of the opponent and being like okay this person wants to do this or this is you know and this person wants to do this kind of thing like 
Um, I try to do that a lot in terms of uh, like I think that's a sign of improving at a like competitive game when you can get a good read on your opponent and being like this is what they are trying to do and your guess is correct I guess it shows like you have a level of like um compet like game knowledge and competency at the game and therefore if you know what your opponent's going to do you can outplay that you can that that's like the fundamental concept of like outplaying something so, you know for example if you're saying like hey uh the reinhardt is walking up like into he's not in mid-range anymore he's walking up close he's probably going to ult like one of the things that you would do is right like when you were in that weird like reinhardt versus reinhardt thing where both of you are kind of like standing at the front and you were like facing each other and you were just like swinging at hammers and if you thought one was going to ult you can kind of bait out the ult by like, you you bring up your shield and you wait because they're waiting for you to drop the shield so they can ult. So you just drop your shield for like one second, try and bait the ult out and then block it. Bait this. Yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. that. So yeah, yeah. so like and and that's like the kind of thing that shows you yeah, like competency and uh, that's that, I mean that's cool that you're talking about that because that's 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 that I love I love that like that kind of thing uh, like talking about this kind of thing like when you're talking about the specifics of strategies and stuff like that. Um and yeah, you can definitely tell when players don't have that level of game knowledge or they're like thinking differently right you know and i think it's hard like it's it's for some people it's hard to like think about the game like when when you reach that level of competency or like they'll just kind of get a feeling right it might not be very specific but they have like a weird like there's going to be like a subconscious feeling in their head they're like hmm you know i've been fighting this guy for this amount of time he's probably gonna do something or like do like an ult or something you just get like a, an inkling of a feeling instead of being like knowing the exact timing of like when something's gonna happen but yeah like um that's cool man talking about that makes you kind of want to try overwatch again <laughs> Although well, I mean, I'm playing it all the time, and if you're not terrible and you don't drag me down, and you're not scrubbing, you're not awful, and you know all the heroes back to front. You're very welcome to play um, with me. Like I'm... I'm not elitist in any way, shape. Oh no, 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 not at all. You have to need be at least three thousand MMR and uh, have like uh, two hundred hours on Zaya, and uh, you know. Uh, but if you don't have that, you know, that's, uh, that's okay. We can... yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, what is your what's your rating? If you if you can remember. Um. So when I used to play, sorry, one sec. Oh, I'll oh, edit that out. Um, but yeah. Uh, no, I'll... leave it in. People <laughs> need to know that you abandoned the podcast for three seconds no, I to do something to... else. I had to cough. I to... I yeah, fine. To... If you've got more important things, Ollie, that's fine. We totally understand oh, here in here in the Sunfire Tavern. <laughs> we've, got to, we've got to keep that feeling going. So here in the Sunfire <laughs> Tavern. Yes. Yeah. You can walk away from the podcast for three seconds. No, you can't. Anyway, no. um, so uh, when I was playing Overwatch, um, it was kind of at launch. Uh I think I played to season three or four, maybe five. I'm not sure. Uh, I was like diamond. I think I was like 3.2 was my highest MMR, but then kind of like well fell down to plat and then fell down to gold uh, as the meta shifted and went away from my kind of playstyle. And I didn't, and that's my, you know, I didn't really adapt. And I was basically playing like uh, like a three man, four man uh, crew. So we, and with two randoms. And yeah, depending on how the game went and how people were, were, were playing, yeah. Um, but I was, I played mainly, like, I kind of tried to be that person. So this is before there was role queue. So I tried to, like, fill, like, have at least one character in each role that I could, like, switch to uh, to, to compensate for the, you know, team kind of thing. So, you know, I would have uh, Farah as my, like, uh, DPS main. Uh, I would play Reinhardt as my support, like, tank main, I guess. Yeah, tank. And then, I mean, Mercy or... Um, Zenyatta as like the support, because yeah, for heal for healing and stuff like that. But yeah, um, it was a lot. Of, it was fun until uh, it got really grind, not grindy, but it was just kind of like felt like the meta was like it was in the meta. It got to the meta where it felt like um, it was just kind of no one died. Like everyone was just like rounding at each other until like one Widowmaker hit a headshot, and then it was like okay, then you just roll the other team. But yeah, it was uh. It it was it, it was enjoyable. Um, I'd be interested. I haven't like I guess I haven't played a competitive shooter in a while, so yeah, maybe I'll think about it. Hmm. Maybe that's what I'm missing. I'm missing a competitive shooter. Thinking about it now from our earlier conversation. There's what a lot about. out there. Yeah, I know, right? It's it's weird because like I play League of Legends and Tekken for my competitive games, but yeah, like I well last year there was Valorant, which is the Riot Games shooter, which I was playing. Yeah, that. Later. <laughs> that came out and then disappeared. Yeah, didn't it? I think I think it's still. Yeah, I think it's still got a healthy player base. I I haven't played it. I think this is the other thing is that like I don't have many friends who play competitive shooting. I mean, I have I have one friend who plays a lot of Counter Strike, like CS:GO, but uh, 
I don't know if I want to play that again. That was another well, show. So, I mean, myself and um, and Ollie and I think Bjorn actually played a little bit of Valorant last year. Mm. Um, and I, I enjoyed it to start with, but I very quickly realised that it was going to be a very samey game. Yeah. Like, um, like, what am I going to say here? Um, it just it didn't feel like it was ever going to go anywhere. Like, and and I totally understand that the game was entirely about skill and not about anything else. Yeah. But for me, I like it when there's a little bit of anything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. like in Overwatch, you can have the chance of hitting someone with an all, um, and not necessarily by skill. Sometimes you can just jank and you you you, <laughs> you you get through. Yeah. But with Valorant, it felt like every single thing you do had to be precise and precision. Yeah, it was like the gunplay was it was more emphasis on gunplay and less about like character. Like you know, like characters did matter in terms of like giving you utility but it wasn't like it's not like an overwatch where like the characters are like wildly different like everyone in valorant can buy an, an assault rifle and shoot you in the head like you know kind of thing whereas in overwatch it's like yeah vastly different like a mercy's gonna play like the play styles are wildly different which i think is cool that's like a unique yeah. thing about overwatch yeah but that, that's the difference with valorant is I, I didn't feel like any of the heroes had a like a key difference in play style like they had these obviously impactful abilities and stuff they didn't feel like Overwatches did. Yes, exactly right. Like yeah, yeah. Um, like, there's also that thing as well. So, so one thing that we—I'm sorry to make this a very Blizzard-heavy no, podcast. Like, I know we've been talking a lot. Um, one thing that we did when Overwatch first came out is um, we we were obviously really worried whether that game was going to be successful and popular and people going to connect with it or not. Because mm. what we were worried about was actually making it um, something that people could relate to. Because um, this is back during the time when games were supposed to be um, player experiences and fun. Now I would say games are more targeted at kind of making a trillion dollars. Yeah. But yeah, back then it was literally we were like, we want to make this amazing game. So what we'd noticed, um, and we were all big Team Fortress players at the time, so I played a lot of Team Fortress 2, mm. is once Great. Overwatch came out and it had been on the market for a few months and people had been buying it and playing it, whatever, we noticed that the the general community conversation started to change. And people weren't saying this is the heavy of this game or this is the the medic of that game. They started to say this is the mercy of this game and this is the widow mm. of that game. And it was like, well, hang on a minute. We've changed the conversation here. And we, we didn't mean to, but that's when we thought, okay, this might be a bit bigger than we thought it was. Yeah. And, we, you know, we noticed that people were starting to, like, clamor for backstory on these characters that I, I don't know whether it even existed in in its entirety at the time. Uh, but people are asking, like, where's Symmetra from? Like, why is Reinhardt like this? Like, what's going on with Torbjorn? And what the hell is Bastion? Like, you know, asking these questions. Yeah. And and we got these, like, big cinematics that came out over the years. Did, did you see any of the oh, cinematics? Oh, yeah, the cinematics. The Overwatch cinematics were amazing. Like, so... Yeah. So go ahead, go ahead. Oh Sorry, no, I didn't no. <laughs> no, as in like I, I remember watching some of the Overwatch cinematics. This is back in the day, and I was like, "How the hell are Blizzard now basically like on par, or if better than like Pixar or like Disney kind of thing?" Like the Ooh, the actual. We, like... we, we were working with Pixar at the time. We had um, shared resources. Yeah. Um, but that was public. That was public information oh, okay, like the, cool. that was talked about at BlizzCon. Um, but no, one of the things that happened was is when we launched the Tracer and Widow cinematics, I think it was called, um, I can't remember what it was called now. I know what the one you're talking about. I don't know. Alive? Alive. Alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it. Alive. Yeah. Alive. Um, I remember we cried. Um, so uh, it's so weird because we watched it, I think at Gamescom. Were we at Gamescom? I want to say game. I might be wrong, but we were at a big event. We played it, and the audience like were cheering and like, "Whoa, big, big cinematic, or whatever!" And then, as soon as it started, they just went silent, mm. and you could hear them gasping and and like, you could see them holding each other and stuff. And I know it sounds super cheesy because it's a cinematic for a game. I mean, but at the end of it, people were like, like genuinely silent because obviously how it ends. Yeah. I mean, it's what five, six years old now. Is any artist of it? Not saying um, Mandata is any artist gets killed. Yeah. People were like genuinely shocked, and I remember like the the, the feeling of seeing like I don't know ten thousand people react to that thing that you're even in a small part working on. I was working on the marketing for it. We cried, all of us cried. Like like it it just you get so overwhelmed with emotion because you see that thing that you're working on suddenly impact all these people in such a cool way. Everyone was just in tears. We were like hugging each other and stuff. It was great. And the same thing happened with the Reinhardt cinematic and. I just I, I haven't had that feeling in a long time working on games because obviously I don't get the same feeling working on mobile games because they're a little bit more casual. Mm. Uh, the audiences are different, which is fine. Like I love doing what I'm doing, but 
um i miss that feeling yeah and i want to go back to doing that like it's it's awesome i i hope that one day i can i can have that feeling that's that's what oh you'll get there yeah yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm i'm optimistic one day probably won't get it in mobile though <laughs> Depends on I the think what it's gonna, yeah. Well, what it's going to take is for when... So, obviously, the world needs to go back to normal first. Like, we need to get out of lockdown. We need to get back into these big global events again. Like, E3 needs to come back. Um, packs and all that kind of stuff needs to happen again. Because these are the big moments where you celebrate as a group. You celebrate together. Mm. And one of the cool things um, I was told from, like, other developers and other producers and product managers and stuff is that the best part of their job is going out on the stage and announcing it. Yeah, and just having that feeling, that rush, and like, I want that. Like that—that's my goal in life—is to get to that job. Yeah, like I want—I want to walk out on stage and be like, "This is Overwatch 3. <laughs> bam, or whatever, or you know, walk out on stage and, and and present my own game, maybe if if I make a games company mm-hmm. at some point. But I know, having had the taste of that, like I want the full cake now. Yeah, like, I don't want to just have the cake. I don't want to just have the slice anymore. I want the whole thing. Mm. And it's a weird place to be because sometimes people are like, "Oh, you're living in a dream world. You're living in the clouds," and I'm like. No, 15 no. years ago, I worked in a cinema. Yeah. And that's not to belittle cinemas. But 15 years ago, I worked in a cinema and people were telling me I was ridiculous for thinking that I could work as like a cinema manager. Mm. And then, you know, obviously things change. Like you, you've looked out like you've, you've gone straight from education into an amazing job. Mm. I went through a very different process. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was not destined to work in the games industry. I was destined to work as like, you know, Clark Baldwin store manager. Yeah. And now I'm here in a, in a very great position so like, it's cool i think it's amazing man um, and also yeah like don't like who cares what other people say like follow your dreams dude like if you yeah, like, yeah it, you will reach that moment. takes a long time to get to that point yeah right? yeah understandable but i think it's hard work the other but... well the other side of it is you also have to be super conscious of that it is a lot of luck yes like yeah. there, there are people that want the same thing and probably are more qualified to get the same thing and they'll never get there mm. so i do have to sort of be humble as well and think all right, yeah, I did get here off a lot of luck. Because, I mean, I'll be honest, I accepted this job while I was raiding in WoW one night, and someone just said, oh, you know everything about the World of Warcraft, should be a game master. I was like, yeah. I don't even remember sending the application off. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember the story, yeah. I, yeah, it was happenstance that I fell into it. But in doing so, I'm super, super glad that I've let, ended up in this career because I probably, the, 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 in the in the multiverse that is me, there is probably a me somewhere now that did stay working in that cinema Probably had an average life, like, you know, perfectly fine everything, but never knew that there was other things out there and other things to do. Yeah. I'd have never met you. I'd have never met all the people at King. I'd never met all my, like, friends and colleagues from, from Blizzard and, like, all the people across the industry that I now know. Like, I've now got a sofa in every country of the world if I want to sleep on it, <laughs> which that yeah. is so cool. Yeah. Like, I know that if I want to go to California, I can just call up a mate and say, hey, I'm going to come to California. Can I kip at yours? And they'll be like, yeah, we've got a spare room. Yeah. Jump in. Whereas if I was in that other role, I probably wouldn't have made those connections. Mm. Probably would have been quite insular and quite small. And I'm glad that I've managed to experience that. So for anyone listening, if you do get the opportunity to kind of take those risks, I would say if you're in your 20s and you haven't got much else committed to yourself and you haven't got like much of a risk, go yeah, nuts. Make, go take it. the risk. Do it. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. But I'm also aware that we're probably coming to the end of the, the time. Yeah. Uh, how long have we been on for now? It is, I think we're at the hour and three minute mark. That's surprising, considering we didn't have a schedule this week. Yeah, we did not. We did not have an agenda this week, as uh, some people will realise. We just we just decided to add leather. Rambling. Yeah, but it's been fine. Every now and again, like the main reason we don't have an agenda, and it's not because we've been lazy, because we absolutely haven't. Um, it's because the the games industry itself has been quite quiet this week. Yeah, nothing's really happened. Yeah, not much. Um, the only question I do, and we'll get to it now. We'll, we'll we'll take one minute to ask this. Did you watch WandaVision? So, uh, thanks for listening to the, so to the uh, thanks for listening to the uh, so Sunfire Time podcast uh, episode seventeen. And uh, you know, um, I know maybe I'll I'll answer that question ne- on next week's episode. So tune in, Holly. Yeah, Holly. <laughs> you have to watch it now. Okay. Like, okay. After this week's episode, I am vibrating with excitement. Okay. Like you, you so. You have to watch it. Please watch it. Right, Please do. You will it. love it. Like everyone that I've told to go and watch it is going, Ooh, this is a bit weird. And then suddenly they're like, okay, they watched up about it. Okay, okay, okay. But, but also, as a, as a side effect of this, for me getting to the end of episode three, I've now decided in my stupid wisdom, because I've got a month left of Disney Plus, I'm going to watch the entire MCU back catalogue, oh which is 22 God. movies in chronological order. Yeah. So. So far, I've watched the first Avenger, which is Captain America's, I think, first movie or second movie? I think it's the first. 
Not, Whichever. Uh, I never yeah. watched any of the Captain America movies because the concept of that character was super boring to me, mm. which I now love because I've really got into the movie. Um, I've watched Captain Marvel last night, and then tonight, if I get time, I think it's Iron Man or Hulk next, I think. Oh, man. And it, it's in the order of, like, the time frame each film takes place in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chron- the chronological, right? Yeah. The chronological order, yeah. So, and people are like, oh, that's not the right order to watch it. I'm like, well, it seemed to make sense already, so... yeah. And it's because I want to learn all the backstory now because there's so much stuff in WandaVision that, like, I, I now understand. Yeah, yeah, the <laughs> I didn't references. Understand any of it, and I was like, okay, I get this now. Yeah. But please watch it. Okay. And we, can, um, we will discuss next week WandaVision. Yes, yes, we will. And if you don't, um, well, I can't do anything about it because we're in lockdown. I'll come and give you a hug, which is plus 10% to poison damage. No! Every hug. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but for those of you out there in uh, in podcast world listening to us, thank you so much for listening this week. This has been episode 16, 17, 17 26, 49, 17. Episode 17. <laughs> um, it's been great to be here. Uh, great conversation this week. Uh, and if you want to follow us, you can follow us on Twitter at the Sunfire Tavern. At Sunfire Tavern, sorry. However, our Twitter account is currently suspended, which is great. What? So I've got that in Twitter. It's, it's because it's been inactive for so long and it doesn't have um, a two-step authentication on it. Oh. So I've now attached that, but now it's suspended. So I have to wait for Twitter to unsuspend it. Okay. So you can follow us on Sunfire Tavern, but we can't tweet. <laughs> uh, you can follow us at Instagram at Sunfire Tavern. Uh, and listen to us on Spotify or iTunes. Again, just search for Sunfire Tavern on either platform. You'll find us. Um, we're super into getting interaction from you guys and girls and people and whatever unspecific gender you might uh, might be. Um, come to us, send us a message. If you've got any questions, uh, interact with us, and we won't be able to interact back because we're banned, uh, but we'll be unbanned <laughs> shortly. And thank you for listening, and I guess we'll catch you next week. Yeah, catch you next week, everybody. Bye. Bye.